Welcome to John Michael's Personal Branding Masterclass. John is the founder and CEO of Image Group International, an award-winning image consulting and personal branding pioneer established in 1989. This podcast will bring you old-school wisdom, inspiring ideas, strategies, and hacks for the new tech world. Here you will learn everything about personal branding, the system, the techniques, and the right mindset to have a successful personal brand, image, and reputation. Hello, today we will talk about Netflix. And more specifically, we will discuss what leaders can learn from this extraordinary brand. Today's topic is called Innovate or Die. Established in 1997 as a DVD rental service, you don't even remember what DVDs are anymore. Netflix floundered until 2012 when it introduced original programming, including the critically acclaimed and audience favorite, and certainly one of mine, The House of Cards. Since then, Netflix has expanded and now has more than 50 million subscribers in over 130 countries and is valued at over $60 billion. So this is actually the first thing leaders can learn from Netflix. And it's so pertinent, especially today, after a crisis of the last couple of years and and all the um, crazy concepts going on around the world, including, of course, the recent war situation in Ukraine. It's this. If Netflix would have stuck to its old business model, it would have been out of business, like a lot of its competitors have. So... The big lesson today is going to be basically how to create some differentiation, some originality and innovation and give you as an opportunity so you can stand out in front of your competitors. And this is the key here. So here is our first lesson for today. And the first one is this. Don't be afraid to innovate. And what do I mean by this? Well, the world of entrepreneurship has no time for the non-innovators. Why? Because if you're operating as a non-innovator, eventually you're going to go broke. There is no time to be sitting idle while things are things are being created out there, especially, you know, in this case, it could be your competitors. So innovation really is a state of mind. So it's, it's a way of being. It's, it's like waking up every day and thinking, what great ideas can I serve the planet with? And innovation, of course, is an essential component for humanity to keep on growing and expanding and becoming better. Without innovation, we die. And that's why, of course, the title uh, mentions that. Because specifically, other than business, innovation also expands to every aspect, your career and, of course, your personal life. You know, otherwise, you become a parroted version of somebody else. And that might work for some people, but certainly for entrepreneurs, uh, long term, it has no, uh, it certainly carries no strength or power, because if you do that, then you just become a copy of somebody else, as I noted earlier. So innovation is the key here. And how do we do that? Of course, Uh, technology has proven that if we use technology effectively and for good, it can certainly make a big difference to our lives and, of course, all the people we attempt to serve. As entrepreneurs, this is essential. Another interesting fact about Netflix, if you're not aware, is this. Team members are not forced to a daily or weekly schedule. It is designed as a project-based working schedule. That means 
the members of the team, along with the project manager, agreed to a certain deadline for a, a project to be completed. That's an interesting model because that's definitely very entrepreneurial uh, and goes against, of course, a lot of the um, you know predated models that really at times are not you know are not good for team and certainly not good for the management and not good for the overall company. So you need that flexibility, and this is what entrepreneurship is all about. Without flexibility, you've just become a bureaucracy. So this is the second lesson that I want to go into, and that is around time management and control. So what we're going to be sharing right now about time management is this. Everyone talks about time management, and I think I might have noted this in my previous podcast. Time management really is all about self-management. Elon Musk has the same amount of time on a 24-7 clock like you. So basically, it's all about prioritizing what needs to be done. Of course, part of our model uh, in the programs we offer, it's definitely focusing on the 20% that's going to give you the 80% results and discard the rest. Now, as an entrepreneur, this is important because as an entrepreneur, you have to be a self-starter. Without that, obviously nothing happens. But at the same time, you don't want to be to the point that, you know, you're a self-starter and you do everything yourself. Because if you do that, then there is no leverage. What that eventually leads to is really practitioner. And if you're a practitioner, it's very hard to grow. So self-management is important, of course, linking that in with 24-7 clock. And at the same time, your self-control. This is essential. You know, self-control is important. And patience as well. You know, what you've noticed in the entrepreneurial world, especially with tech in the last 20-odd years, is people want to become billionaires overnight. You know, they want to become a Zuckerberg, you know, in 24 hours. And, of course, we know in history that's never happened that way because what happens here is, you know, you get influenced by the media, you read stories online, you know, you, you hear a few of the success stories, but what you don't hear is a lot of the failures. So patience is very important here. And if you lack patience, eventually you're not really into mastery. You know, you're into just quick uh, ad hoc approaches to try to get things done. Without time, of course, nothing grows. And nature proves that to us every day of the week. So let's now talk about growth. From the beginning, Netflix co-founder Reed Hastings considered how his company could scale effectively. This future-focused approach helped him create a business model that could easily expand over time. And of course, in entrepreneurship, this is definitely the step-by-step model uh, that really works effectively without trying to do everything at once because that's just silly. So today, overall, Netflix serves over 130 countries and, and shows no sign of slowing down. So basically, they focus on growth. Now, the good thing about this is focusing on growth means the opposite of focusing on growth is then, you know, being in a fixed mindset. And we know that fixed mindsets and entrepreneurship do not go together. Entrepreneurs, we mentioned earlier, are about innovation, but not innovation from the point of view like an inventor that has to come up with a new product every day. I mean, entrepreneurs, you know, that I've met and as many specifically can take on already a great product and make it even better. So it's not about, you know, being 
just you know from an original but from an idea point of view but it's original from the point of view of mindset and certainly from a perspective of you know staying focused you know and the some of the greatest entrepreneurs are men are laser focused now and that's of course very very important but it also comes down to your values um you know so it's about balancing the two i mean do you want to be laser focused that the business grows, 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 but then one of your personal values might be your life and your lifestyle and your family and so on. And so it's not easy getting this balance. I certainly would not pretend that that is an easy thing to do. But this is where, you know, where if you're focused specifically and you're really clear on your values and what's important to you and the goals for your future. And remember, life is short, right? So we're not going to be here forever. So it's about in this time frame that you've got, what are you going to do? So balancing that is very important. For certainly, it is for me, always has been, uh, certainly a lot so as you get uh, older and more mature. But definitely, uh, without growth, of course, that's a, that's a serious problem because without growth, you die. And as a company, you can't afford that because if that happens, of course, you're not going to be able to serve your clients. And then also, of course, how you're going to serve your team. Um, if you're not growing as you know as an organization so focus on growth I think it's very important but always be aware you know especially in the crazy world that we live in right now the risk assessment aspect of that as well it's not growth at all costs because if it's growth at all costs then you're playing a very dangerous game in dangerous times and that's something obviously I would not recommend and that's really interesting because I am a contrarian so you know I would definitely push uh, some of those um, boundaries around that, but at the same time, you, you're going to have a risk assessment strategy in place. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're sort of playing a little bit of Russian roulette. Okay, so let me ask you something. Who's competing with Netflix today? Has Netflix got any competitors? Sure. Now, there are many streaming services in the world, but there was a time when Netflix had no direct competitors. And obviously, that's a great example of innovation because their model worked. And then at the same time, that created all sorts of interest from competitors and, and even non-existing competitors at that time that said, hey, this actually is a model that you know could be very effective. Maybe we should get into it as well. And that's actually what's happened. So even as the streaming world uh, catches up to the technology, you know, Netflix is still out in front loading billions of dollars into their homegrown content. So leaders remember this. Entrepreneurs remember this. Get out in front of your competitors. Have the courage to say something, to do something, to present something that's different from everybody else. Remember, if you don't do that, you're only parroting ideas. Now, that's fine, and there's obviously a model for that as well. You know, but long term, that's not what, Netflix did, you know, and certainly didn't do that from the start. They try to obviously carve their own uh, position in the market or in their case, created the market. So you got to get out in front. And what that means is really keep on testing yourself against the greater world, uh, because if you don't do that and you create a bubble for yourself, well, that's a dangerous concept as well, because then you know, you create the bubble and the thought bubbles that come out of that. And before you know it, you're not in innovation anymore. You're into me too. And that's a dangerous concept when it comes to entrepreneurship. If you study some of the greatest entrepreneurs in history, we know that basically they always 
put themselves out there from a, taking a risk point of view to create something that wasn't. You know, a bit like at times some of them created something from nothing. You know, and that's an interesting concept, right? Because that takes imagination and courage. And this is this is important for entrepreneurship. You know, you got you got to be willing to take those those risks. You know, because if if you're not willing to take the risk, you, you know. You, you, you might be in the wrong business, you know, maybe better off being in a safe environment like, you know, uh, public service or something like that. Certainly not in the entrepreneurial world. Because why? Entrepreneurs by nature, every week, they virtually are thinking, you know, how am I going to create something? How am I going to bring value? How am I going to bring income so I can feed also my family? Of course, and normally what they do is they feed their staff before their family. So it's a different mindset. Of course, as they grow and become more successful and um, you know and more effective, that becomes less of an issue. But the psychology doesn't leave, you know, because you're always operating about how we're going to get better, how we're going to get you know grow, how we're going to grow, and you can only do that by doing the right thing long term. Uh, otherwise, of course, why you know would your clients? follow you. And this is important, you know, because in the world right now of fake news and disinformation and misinformation and all the confusion out there and then the fear and so on, entrepreneurs uh, have big opportunities to create the trust element because business right now is being listened to, you know, is because a lot of institutions are coming down. So they are being listened to, but you've got to, of course, do that from an authentic place um, where people at least know, hey, you know what, they might not be the best at what they do, uh, but certainly we can trust them, you know, and it's not about being number one here, although Netflix uh, is the example we're using today, certainly even number two in the case of Coca-Cola, Pepsi works very well. So, you know, but of course, the ambition is is to be the number one, because obviously, if you become number two, uh, you know, you, you've got a lot of payoffs from that as well. But the aim here is lead, uh, don't follow and basically, you know, create the opportunities to really make you stand out in the marketplace. So the final lesson I'd like to share with you is, is about knowing your customers. And then once you know your customers, it's implementing systems and analytics to gather data on, of course, their likes, dislikes, etc. So knowing your customers is essential. I don't know about you, but I get bombarded daily especially from marketeers in reference to, you know, digital marketing, funnels, every concept you can think of that's really what I would call is, you know, 1970s spin selling. The concept here is basically knowing your customers. You've got to get really clear. So you get all these offers, you know, high ticket level type of programs, attracting the ultra wealthy, etc. And you know, you know, you know that that's really nonsense because, Understanding your customers is all about really getting clear into their heads what drives them. Of course, the tech companies have been exceptional in reference to this particular area, i.e. You know, Facebook, Google, uh, Instagram, etc. They understand their customers, and actually they understand their customers probably at times better than the customers understand themselves. So it's how do we get uh, that information and I believe we, you get it, you know, you can do it the tech way, of course, uh, and that's very effective. But, you know, every business is different. But the trust element is the key here. And the more you're trusted, especially if you're an SME, 
the more people will give you all the information that you want, as long as, of course, you use it from a positive perspective and don't use it against people, like a lot of the tech companies are doing today. So the concept here is get your analytics right, you know, create your, what we call is ideal uh, client persona, and then specifically target with opportunities there. Because the experience, you know, I have in reference to that, for instance, as a coach, I have clients that have been ongoing clients in the coaching world for over 15 years. Now, if you ask around, you'll discover that this is actually fairly rare. So what does that mean? Well, when you understand, you know, when you build, first of all, a trusting uh, relationship, uh, people have connected with you, people feel safe with you, then they open up. And this is the idea, you know, that you would get coaching for, because if you're not going to open up, why are you there? So part of being, you know, being coachable, obviously, is then sharing your information that then specifically the client that you um, that you're dealing with, of course, shares their information. You take that information, so then you can help them get better in whatever they are looking for. So part of this is, you know, the analytics is very important. The data that you get, you know, and that includes also the goals and and their objectives and where they want to go, specifically with being, you know, in touch with you or the product or um, service that obviously you're offering. This is for our listeners, if you know, same same concept as us. Doesn't matter if it's if it's a, a hard product or um, educational product like coaching or whatever. The, the the reality is the systems analytics and gathering data is essential. It's about keeping great records and then seeing what you can do with that. And of course, long term, then it's a bit like an onion. You know, as a coach, you start off you start off at some place, and the idea is to get to the core. And the core's got layers. So all of this data that you attain specifically helps you get clearer about the client's needs and objectives and, of course, yours as a coach and in what you would have to do. But, you know, it doesn't have to be a coach, as I mentioned. It could be any product or service. It's, it's important how to do that. And that's really, um, you know, from a coaching point of view, it's a high-touch area. So a lot of entrepreneurs are not in the high-touch area space they just want to move products right and that's again that's great as well you can definitely do that as well but it's a different model from the the human connection model but they're all relevant because as we mentioned at the start it's about implementing systems and the analytics and data to uh, take from your clients so then you can obviously use that to the best um, uh, of your clients needs and objectives Before we finish this episode, I kindly ask you to rate the show on Apple Podcast. If you do, please send us an email confirmation and we will send you our ebook, The Real World Guide to Authentic Personal Branding. Well, thank you for listening today. I hope this episode has given you some insights and inspiration. If you need my help with your personal brand journey, please email me and I will be happy to work with you. The email is on the description of the episode. You can find all about me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at John Underline Michael, on LinkedIn as John Michael, and on Facebook as Image Group International. I thank you all again. I look forward to chatting again next week and wishing you a great week ahead. Cheers.
John Michael's Personal Branding Masterclass podcast is sponsored by Image Group International, a global team of practical, digitally savvy personal brand and image strategists based in Australia, committed to maximizing your impact, influence, and authority in the business world. To learn more and apply for your personal coaching, seminars, and group workshops, please visit imagegroup.com.au or call 1-800-631-311.